Welcome back. Time for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Grab your board. We're going to swim out into that sea of ideas and see if we can uh, catch up with uh, Matt Hines as he's uh, surfing along in the sales pipeline here. You know, we are closely approaching the middle of Q2 here, Paul, and uh, we know a lot of our sales surfers are well into the wave as we get here. The weather's warming <laughs> yes. up. The days are getting longer. The Indianapolis 500 is just a couple weeks away. Hopefully the beach drizzle has stopped oh, down there. No, it's miserable. It's miserable today. It was awful yesterday, and I just want to stay home. So let's just clarify, though, when you say <laughs> awful, like you live. Oh, it's, it's you're, horrible. You're, you're, your studio, you're looking out the window probably at the beach, right? Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you say awful, when you say the weather is awful in California, what exactly, is, precisely does that mean? It means there's a haze in the sky. It's not okay. 75 degrees and sunny with a light breeze. If it's anything but that, it's a disaster. So so, <laughs> so it's 72 with a haze is what you're saying. Maybe around 69, 70. That's even worse, yeah. You know it was snowing in Denver yesterday. Our <laughs> listeners in Denver right now were like, you just, you just cannot... <laughs> We just lost half of the country who is still dealing with sort of that transition between winter and a little bit of hey, spring. Hey, don't tell me how bad it is in other places. I, I feel with it. It was down to about 50 degrees the other day. It was raining here. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. just, I don't know what you did. You probably just wore every blanket and sweater you had. <laughs> 50 degrees. I don't know how you survived. Anyway, thank you, everyone who just listened through that, uh, for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. If you're listening to us live during the workday on the Funnel Media Radio, Radio Network, thank you for doing so. I continue to be surprised. People listen to this show live, uh, and it's amazing, and I'm humbled, and thank you so much for listening. For those of you who's on the podcast, thanks so much for subscribing. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, at Stitcher, where other, wherever fine podcasts are found. Uh, very humbled to see our numbers continue to climb. One of these days here, we're only maybe a couple weeks from hitting that 100,000 number based on our trajectory right now. It's amazing. Every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio is available past, present, and future on salespipelineradio.com. Every week we are featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is absolutely no different. I am ex very excited to have with us today our guest, Karen Steele. She is the Chief Marketing Officer at Lean Data. Karen, so th thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Really happy to be here. So you're in Northern California, so your your weather situation might be a little colder, but hopefully not too bad. Actually, as I was listening to that banter about the weather, I'm pretty pleased right now. We have no haze, and I think it's going to be on the high 70s today. So beautiful day in the South Bay here in uh, the Bay Area. That'll work. Well, I uh, I know that you are I'm not frequently in the Bay Area, given your travel schedule with the uh, the uh, Op Stars uh, tour that was in New York last month, and we're going to be out in Boston in a couple weeks, and we've got the uh, the Serious Decision Summit coming up next week in Austin. So I'm hoping for good, but not too humid weather in Austin. But I want to talk a little bit about this 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 topic of revenue operations that I know has been near and dear to your heart. It's been key part of the Op Stars tour that Lean Data that you guys have put together. Talk a little bit about what revenue operations means, because I think a lot of companies are still trying to figure out their marketing operations plan and their sales operations plan. But you guys have done a great job evangelizing sort of a integrated, cohesive revenue operations strategy. What does that mean and what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think I've been in the marketing space uh, a long time and always had my partner in crime sales right alongside. And but when you look at go-to-market today, it's it's just very fragmented. You know, if you think about the buyer journey is almost all digital now. Um, there's multiple people involved in, in the journey. There's fragmented teams. 
companies have to have to execute and automate a whole variety of go-to-market motions, be it uh, outbound with with SDRs, inbound, you know, direct, uh, ABM, you know, in the world of serious decisions, demand unit waterfall. It's just ABM. It's just there's a whole host of things that have to get executed and. The teams are fragmented. The strategies changed often. There's a lack of coordination, and that that leads to a bad buying experience. And part of that is is an operational challenge because a lot of it is about data. Uh, it obviously has to do with the people, and then you need a set of processes to fix these this sort of fragmented approach. And so, what we have seen happen, uh, and we started looking at this really carefully about a year ago, is there's these silos of operations teams that help do all the execution around go-to-market, but they, they live in different parts of the organization. You have folks sitting in sales ops, you have people sitting in marketing ops, in some cases you have customer ops, and you might even have channel or partner ops. And so we're seeing a consolidation of some of those teams coming together to form what is now being called revenue ops. And really the idea of revenue ops is to have a centralized place to plan execute and measure all your go-to-market to accelerate revenue and ultimately enhance the buying experience. Well, for, for companies that I've seen embrace this concept, it actually ends up being simpler. I think, you know, for companies that have separate marketing and sales operations, you have two disparate teams, two budgets, sometimes competing strategies, there's politics involved. It ends up creating a lot more work than is necessary. And Lord knows that the buying and selling process is complex enough. Like we've seen data that indicates, you know, that more and more buyers are involved in the buying journey, that the stages of the buying process is getting longer, that internal sales steps are getting more complex. And so, it kind of behooves us to try to find something to try to grab, create less complexity. And we did some research recently. We actually found that those that are implementing revenue ops programs are significantly more likely to indicate that their sales process has gotten less complex, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I think um, we, we were actually doing a case study um, with Okta, who's you know, one of the fastest growing security companies here in the Bay Area at Serious Decisions next week. And lean data is central to their their revenue ops strategy. And so while they haven't necessarily moved all of the ops pieces into one centralized place yet, they are strategically operating that way. So they see the value of having all the go-to-market teams sit under the same leader. They're starting to centralize all the data in a single place. They're looking at having all their processes run through the same sort of system so that they can have seamless customer handoffs, um, again, all with the kind of the customer experience in mind because it's so complex in B2B today that we have to be agile. Things change, you know, every every month, every week, every quarter. Um, and, you know, you want a single revenue ecosystem that that you can have data flow seamlessly. You can engage with the accounts that you want to engage with in a coordinated manner. Um, and this is a, this is an operation challenge because it is about the data and the tech that we've, you know, that we've all brought into our companies. I mean, I think I can't remember the stat I saw recently. I think the average sales and MarTech stack in, in most mid-sized companies is north of 50 different tools and applications. So it's, it's a daunting, daunting thing to look at, but revenue ops is absolutely foundational starting to look at Again, a, a very you know flexible and unified go-to-market approach. 
We're talking to Karen Steele today on Sales Pipeline Radio. She is the Chief Marketing Officer at Lean Data. And if you don't mind, let's 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 take this down to a more specific tactical example, um, just to sort of people understand how this works. So let's talk about the concept of like, for instance, like lead routing, right? And, and matching matching leads and contacts. Um, you know, that sounds like a fairly simple thing. You could say, oh well, I've got assignment rules in Salesforce, and oh well, I can I can tell Marketo where to send leads. But in a complex selling environment, <laughs> when you've got multiple members of the buying committee, you're just trying to orchestrate a deal with a particular complex account. Like lead routing uh, and lead matching, and it, it is not as simple as as you would think. Talk a little bit about where that breaks down with some of the typical systems people have, and why a more cohesive sort of integrated approach to revenue operations is necessary there. Yeah. So I mean, maybe just kind of starting at the top, and probably what's well known to to most people in the the sales and marketing space is, you know, there's a fundamental flaw in the design of the CRM system that doesn't allow leads and accounts to talk to each other. And so first have to start with lead to account matching, right? So you've got to connect leads with the accounts and, and other objects that are in the CRM system. So you can start to create some of the flows that allow you to route the right leads to the right person at the right time based on all of your go-to-market plays. So you may want a certain set of leads to be routed to a target account owner. You may want a certain set of leads that are customer-oriented to go to your CSM team. That all has to be orchestrated and set up from a data level. All that data sits in your CRM system. You might be pulling other data in from other sales and marketing tools, but you've got to be able to have that flexibility you know, based on logic to put those actions and, and flows in place. We help companies do that in a very visual interface. We call it Flow Builder, but it's literally you design it, you drag and drop and move things around so you can look at different scenarios and look at all the actions you're taking. And, and you can get insights in real time on, you know, what moves to whom and as things come in, you know, who's who's got access to what. And so it's it's extremely helpful in in speed to lead and time to market, and um, and it's being used you know across every customer we we have. Um, we also have you know obviously you want to measure on the back end you know what you're doing with your your marketing tools too. So we also have uh, some marketing attribution technology as well that's very popular. Who should own this in the organization? I think like traditionally you could say, well, you know, Salesforce sounds like a sales ops sort of uh, ownership and Marketo or your marketing automation platform sounds like marketing ops. When you start talking about revenue ops, it's not as simple. I think when we did the research we did together a couple months ago indicated that about 44% of companies report that revenue operations is jointly led by marketing and sales. 33% are led by sales, 16% by marketing. You know, on one hand, I'm a little disappointed that there's a small, that small a number of revenue ops being led by marketing, because I would hope that more marketing organizations would see the opportunity to embrace more revenue responsibility. But you know, since we're seeing the majority led by marketing and sales, if that's a coordinated approach, what are the keys to doing that as a team effort? Yeah, you're right. It's um, it, there's no one size fits all. I mean, there's you know, serious decisions is putting out a lot of you know data right now that that they they've done a lot of research to look at the growth of um companies that are hiring CROs, chief revenue officers, but a lot of companies don't have that in place. And so if you don't have a CRO, where should a consolidated ops group live? You know, and I'm I'm of a belief like you that, you know, marketing is a good place to start. We have certain customers that actually have the entire go-to-market world, which includes the revenue ops team, roll up to a president or a, you know, a head of 
business operations. So I think there's there's different schools of thought. I think it really needs the best place for it is where the the leader, ultimately the executive, has complete autonomy to look at the best approach to go to market based on the data and, and all the systems, the people, both your external customer and all your internal teams, and then all of the different processes. So give you an example, Revenue Ops here at Lean Data, because we don't have a CRO today, <clears throat> actually reports up to our chief financial officer. And, you know, that's kind of a nice place for it to be because they can sit and coordinate with sales and marketing as equal stakeholders. So that works too. So I don't think there's an easy answer to this. I think it depends on your organization. It depends on the maturity of the organization. I think the key message is get started at a minimum, bring some elements of sales and marketing ops together and start to look at some best practices around revenue ops. And then then look at the organizational stuff because that, that tends to get a little messy when, you know, People don't want to give up certain parts of their role or they don't want to change organizations. And so that's where you get, it can get potentially, you know, a little political, but, you know, get started even if you're doing so in a virtual way with a common set of objectives around what you want to achieve with revenue ops and metrics to tell you how you're doing. Great advice today from Karen Steele, the Chief Marketing Officer from Lean Data. We're going to have to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be right back talking more about revenue operations. We're going to talk about the Opstars conference series you're going to want to take advantage of. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. The way we do business is advancing faster than ever before. Yet amongst the disruptions, there's one pillar that stays standing through it all, the power of a relationship. Relationships are at the core of everything. So how are today's organizations developing, nurturing, and leveraging them to drive success? Join Matt Hines and Sigster's VP of Marketing, Justin Keller, for the on-demand webinar, The State of Relationship Marketing, and learn how your team can bridge the gaps between relationships and revenue. Listen now at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. All right. With that, we head back to Matt and his guests. Yeah, and uh, we are recording today from World Headquarters here in Redmond, Washington. Mm. Next week we'll be in uh, the hopefully beautiful and not too humid uh, confines of Austin, Texas. Next week is the Serious Decision Summit for many in the B2B space. This is a uh, must-attend event. Some of the for me for my for my money, some of the best content and some of the best networking and connections in the B2B industry. Next week on Sales Pipeline Radio, we will be featuring some highlights from this year's uh, Serious Decision Summit. At some of the conversations. What are what are attendees doing? What are they struggling with? What are some of the new insights and research that we're getting from serious decisions? So make sure you join us for that. Speaking of great events, the OpStars series. The uh, OpStars has been, quite frankly, one of the highlights of Dreamforce Week for me the last few weeks or last few years. Uh, Lean Data has orchestrated a really fantastic uh, sort of one to two day event as part of Salesforce's Dreamforce Week in San Francisco. Usually happens each fall, uh, and this year. Opstars is on the road. Last month we had uh, we I was uh, had the pleasure of speaking at Opstars in New York City, and in a couple weeks here on May 13th, Opstars will come to Boston. So the day after Mother's Day, if you'd like to learn more about revenue operations and you're in the reven- in the Boston area, or hell, get on a train and make it make it up uh, up to Boston for the day. 
it's worth doing. We will be doing uh, uh, OpStars again in San Francisco during Dreamforce in November. Um, but if you're in the Northeast, uh, Karen, uh, our guest today, Karen Steele, the Chief Marketing Officer of Lean Data. Anyone in the in the Northeast in particular, uh, what are some of the reasons why they should uh, prioritize the OpStars event in Boston here in a couple weeks? Yeah, so thanks, Matt. And um, we're super excited about being in Boston in a couple weeks. OpStars is really a gathering of some of the, the best and the brightest minds in revenue operations, sales operations, marketing operations, and people wanting, wanting to learn about the journey to revenue ops. And so what you really get is a network of, in Boston, we expect 250 plus people, both executives and practitioners, wonderful thought leaders and speakers. And it's really a group of sessions and workshops and networking to help people learn and share best practices. Super exciting for us because OpStar started as an event, as as Matt mentioned, which was a satellite event during during Dreamforce, and and now we are arguably the largest satellite event during Dreamforce every fall. We had 1,600 people in San Francisco last year, and it was so successful. We realized we needed to be outside of the Bay Area, so we ventured out with some roadshows, some OpStar's roadshows, went into New York City. Just great reception there, had almost 300 people, uh, and we expect, as I said, 250 to, to 300 in, in Boston, and tons and tons of wonderful speakers. Matt will be with us there again, and it's it's just great learning, great networking, and this is the one place for the ops professional to go to learn about what's happening in revenue operations. Well, and you know, I think if you want to learn more about the conference in Boston, but just OpStars in general, go to ops-stars, ops-stars.com. If you want to learn about the conference in Boston, off-stars.com slash Boston. You can see the agenda, some amazing speakers. You're going to have uh, Dana Therian from Serious Decisions talking about some of their best practices and trends in uh, revenue operations. But really, I think a huge part of the value for an event like this is the birds of a feather, You know, getting people together that are directly and operationally working and struggling in revenue operations. And I mean both of those words specifically. I think, you know, when you can literally have lunch with and have coffee with between sessions, people that are doing the same thing, it's important. And I think, you know, Karen, as, as, as people sort of elevate their efforts to the concept of revenue operations, uh, sometimes it's one of those things that's sometimes easier said than done. And, and talk about the importance of getting together and having some peers either in your marketing or at events like the Opstars to really learn best practices and to sort of sort of level set and benchmark where you are so that you know that you're not struggling alone, that other people are working through this and they have insights and ideas and even cautionary tales to share that can make you better and help increase the velocity of your own programs. Absolutely. And, and that is the value. And I, I should first highlight that this is a complimentary event. We don't charge for it because we believe as the leader in revenue operations, we need to bring the ops professionals together to take the market to the next level. And you can only do that if you're bringing together an industry forum with the people that are doing the heavy lifting, which is why all the people that come have similar interests and they all want to learn and they're all doing things a different way and they want to compare notes and, and best practices, as Matt was saying. What I would direct you all to, if you're interested, we did a highlight reel from New York. So again, these are smaller events versus the one we do during Dreamforce. But you'll get a sense of some of the content, the flavor of how people felt about the engagement. It's truly about the engagement with the people that go. You build relationships. You have create new friendships. It's just a wonderful experience, and the, the reception has been fantastic. 
So the research we did together a couple of months ago had an awful lot of different, you know, interesting highlights, and we'll definitely share more of those uh, at the Upstars event coming up. But another one that came came together for me is is the number of respondents that indicated an increase in sales conversion rates as a result of revenue operations. Sixty two percent of respondents who are engaged in revenue offset conversion rates were increasing. Forty seven percent said that increase was more than five percent. Twenty one percent said that increase was more than ten percent. Those may sound like sort of small numbers, but if you apply that to your actual sales conversion rates today, that is a massive improvement in impact. Talk a little bit about sort of the balance of activities for marketing teams when you've got those that are so focused on demand generations and getting more leads and getting more MQLs versus focusing on some of the sales enablement and revenue operations tasks and priorities we're talking about here. If you think about impact on revenue, you give me a 5 to 10% conversion rate increase from the sales perspective, I can generate fewer leads and probably generate a lot more revenue in sales. Talk a little bit about how you're seeing companies balance sort of traditional marketing efforts at the top of the funnel with now supporting more of the sort of sales and conversion opportunities at the, at the middle and bottom. Yeah, well, I will, I will tell you, I think one of the things, and I, I love the percentage you gave about people that have seen tremendous conversion and, and value from revenue ops. I think one of the things all of us in B2B have been struggling with on the sales and marketing side, regardless of how we're organized, is just alignment, alignment between sales initiatives and marketing initiatives. And the wonderful thing about revenue ops is it, it helps you, you know, create better alignment across all the groups and alignment of those teams that have, that are controlling the data and the tech and the process, and then ultimately bringing the people into the fold. And I'm not going to give away any of the highlights of what Dana from Serious Decisions is going to share first at, uh, in Austin, Texas next week, but he'll also be keynoting at the, um, the Boston event, Opstars. Simply put, aligned companies grow faster um, than companies that aren't aligned. And, and he has data that came out of a recent survey he'll be sharing about how that is happening. So I think I think the alignment and the agility and the ability to to to, to experiment more and and get new go to market motions to market more rapidly absolutely you know accelerate the entire revenue sort of the entire revenue chain. Got just a couple more minutes here to wrap up with Karen Steele. She's the CMO, uh, Chief Marketing Officer of Lean Data. One of the other things that came out that I got out of the OpStars event um, in New York City is the idea that we, we call it revenue ops in part because it's not just about the top, it's not just about the sales funnel. That revenue implies impacting the entire customer life cycle. Talk about you know sort of how the concept of revenue operations can now span beyond sort of acquisition marketing as well as sales and how it can impact customer success and account management teams as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm going to go back to it's foundational in revenue ops with the data layer. If you just to go back to the the lead routing piece, the the mishaps that happen when you're routing leads to the wrong person. How many times you go to a trade show and you get a call or an email, you know, saying thank you for visiting my booth, and it's like I didn't ever go to your booth. Well, obviously somebody got the list and just decided to target you. So. You know, or you're already a customer of that vendor and they call you up thinking you're a prospect. I mean, these are fundamental issues that, that frustrate the buying experience that can be eliminated in whole when you have a data foundation as part of your revenue ops strategy. So those are just a couple of examples, but I think the fundamental thing is, is mapping the journey and a, a set of go to market processes in place against that journey. And at the end of that, you're going to have a much better 
architected strategy to reach your customers in the entire life cycle. And that's what Revenue Ops helps you do. Love it. Last question I think I have for you, Karen, is something we ask a lot of our guests. You know, if you think back on your career and you've um, you've had a, a storied uh, marketing leadership career in your, uh, you know, with not well, not just with Lean Data over the last sort of year and a half, but running corporate marketing at Marketo, you spent time at VMware and Saba and Cloud9. As you have sort of grown as a marketing leader and even mentor in your work, who are some of the people that have really influenced you? Who are the people that, you know, professors, you know, managers, authors, alive or dead? um, Who are some of the people that have been had a big impact on you that you might recommend other people check out as well? Wow, that's a great question. Um, There's, um, gosh, there's so many. I mean, I guess you know, one of the things that. I can't underscore is I had the privilege of working directly with Steve Jobs for about five years. I, in the early part of my career, I was at Apple and then next. And obviously there's wonderful material out there about his view on marketing. It was always about the customer experience. If you think about it. And I think Apple created what is now true high tech marketing. Um, it was about less is more. It was about messaging that was simple and it was about value for the customer and that was that was the beauty of i think what apple has carried forward over the years but uh, obviously on on you know the the more recent folks that i think are out there on the speaking circuit huge fan of of simon sinek i mean start with why it is foundational as a marketer to still think about who are we serving and why what do we do for that customer and make sure this sounds pretty obvious but Everything should be persona-based and personalized to the extent that you can. We have the tools to do that today. I've enjoyed, over the years, other wonderful thought leaders and speakers. There's a ton of them, including Matt Hines himself, in the marketing space. Go to conferences and learn. There's there's too many people probably to mention on this, this morning's call, but, but it, it's been a super fun journey. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. Sounds like you are also a lifelong learner and uh, consumer of information. No matter how, no matter how high and powerful and successful you get, there's always more to learn. So, thank you so much for your insights today. I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Make sure you join us next week. We'll be covering some of the highlights from the Serious Decisions Summit on the uh, latest and greatest from the B2B sales and marketing world. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my great producer Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to the Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio Network for at-work listeners like you.